Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA, and today's guest is Tony Kapaki. This is an interview that I did last year, put out on my second channel. Not that many people saw it, so I'm reposting it here because you guys need to hear this stuff. You may know Tony as the singer of the band Dragged Under, but the way I know Tony is that he is the one who sells ads on my YouTube channel. So if you've seen the sponsorship deals that we get from Skillshare or Dollar Shave Club or NordVPN or any of those other people. Tony is the one who makes that happen. He also works with Fluff and Jared Dines and Stevie T and a bunch of other channels that are way bigger than mine. But aside from that, he is also a good friend of mine. We live pretty close to each other. We hang out all the time. And this was just such a good interview because it really gets behind the scenes of how this stuff works. Like, how do you approach a YouTuber and say, I want to represent you and sell ads on your behalf? How do you approach a potential advertiser and connect them with the right YouTubers? What happens if something goes wrong? What are the exact terms of the agreements? Like, what happens if the YouTuber doesn't live up to their side of things or vice versa? Like, how do you collect your money if the sponsor's not paying? All that kind of stuff that nobody ever talks about, but you need to know because this, these details, that's the stuff that is the difference between success and failure. So we get into all that stuff. But before I do that, I want to plug two things. First is Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes for this episode. Thank you very much to all the patrons who support us. It's because of you that we were able to make this show happen. It's because of all the patrons that I was able to hire my amazing producer and editor, Deanna Chapman, who is the one that really makes all this stuff happen. So thank you to the patrons. Thank you to Deanna. And if you want help getting your podcast off the ground, or growing the podcast that you already have, definitely hit Deanna up. She is absolutely amazing. Definitely the person to talk to about all things podcasting. There's a link to her website in the show notes for this as well. So yeah, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is Tony Cup Hockey. <laughs> you said so phonetic. Tony Cup Hockey. Cup Hockey, yeah. Cup Hockey. So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Tony is a friend of mine who does a bunch of cool stuff. Well, first of all, let's plug your band. So oh, yeah, <laughs> Dragged so, Under dragged is your under, new band yeah. with yes. our mutual friend Fluff. So Correct. if you want to check that out, you should. The other thing he does, which is what we are here to talk about today, is he sells YouTube ads, YouTube sponsorships. So when somebody like me says, and this video is brought to you by Skillshare or Current or Dollar Shave Club or whoever else, 
he's the guy that makes it happen. So what I wanted to do in this video was kind of just unpack that whole process because we're all seeing that. And I don't know about you, but I always had questions about how that happens. So we want to explain to you how that happens, like the sales process, what that looks like for a creator, what it looks like for the brand and, you know, kind of touch on some of those topics that have come up a lot in the comments. So why don't we start with just if you want to quickly introduce yourself beyond what I just said, anything I left out. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not much to it. What I do is um, pretty, pretty self-explanatory, but I started this by managing one creator. I was working with Jared Dines. He was um, at the time I met him, he was in my other band, my last band. And I lost my job with this, with a software company called positive grid. And he was just like, well, I need you to come work for me. I need a manager. And so I took him up on it. And I told him, this is how much I was getting a positive grid. And for the first two months, he paid me half of that. And basically, we did like a trial, kind of like, let's see if there's value for you and me. If this works out, we'll, we'll put you back up to what you were making or what you need to make to survive. And we'll call it official. And we went from there. And he was having me run his ad deals. So he'd bring something to me and say, okay, cool. This company wants to do something. I'm so they were reaching to out to him directly before. That's how it is for a lot of creators. Until you get an agent who does that work for you, which is what I do now, um, I do probably... 70% of my volume for jobs starts because of outreach. Whereas, so what, really quickly, who else yeah. do you work with aside from me oh, and Fluff and Jared? 10 Second Songs, Stevie T. Man, there's there's a lot, dude. I work with like Nick Nocturnal, Andrew Baina. I do stuff with Davey 504. I'm working on a job with Rumi. I've worked on stuff with Pellick, Christina Schiano, Cole Rowland, Glenn Fricker. Produce like a pro, which is Warren Hoover. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of bigger people in kind of the music space, basically. Yeah, and that that happens just because you start you work with one person and, he's, right. and they say, "Hey, would you get that ad?" Oh, my agent got it. Or, right. "Hey, you know, how are you getting deals?" Or, you know, "How can I make more money?" Oh, talk to my agent; he can get you some more. He can get you brand deals. So with Jared, he was taking jobs, and a company would come to him and say, "Yeah, our budget's two grand for a minute or two minutes or a dedicated video." And whatever it was, for, for some reason or another, he just decided either I don't want to do it, I'm too busy to do it, or it's not enough money or whatever. Any reason to not take a job to his business. So, so my job was, at that time, what do I do with this money? Because now I have money on the table. And I was just like, this is $2,000 that could go to a creator who wants it, who needs it to stay afloat this month to keep creating videos. And their fan base is depending on them to continue to create. And I'm just leaving it on the table. So that's how I started my business was... So you're going to you know, there's this brand deal on the table. Do you want it? Yeah, supply and demand, right? Like yeah. your basic economic principles of me having an opportunity to give to somebody and I just need to find someone to give it to. Right. So once that started happening and, and I opened that door to, to the next creator and said, hey, so-and-so, you want this job? Yeah, great. Okay, cool. You mind if I throw you on my, my, my list of creators? So that way when somebody comes to me and says, hey, we want to buy a job. And I say, well, I have these two creators. I have these four creators. And now I have a list of 30 or 40 creators that I work with that I can position jobs against at one time. And you grew that list pretty quickly, right? I mean, not too long ago, you were working with like a handful of people. Yeah, I think last year, the start of this year, I think I had like 10 and I'm up to 40 now, I think almost. And that, the list changes all the time, right? Because it's just like any job. If I'm your agent, I need you to be to be reliable. I need you to be receptive. You don't have to take every job I bring you. I actually, I respect a lot when people say that's not me, because especially because it's good money. If they say, hey, it's not on brand or it feels like something my, my, my base wouldn't resonate with or they would just you know they crucify right. me over well let's talk about that let's let's talk about the process then for anybody who you know i guess most people haven't seen it so the way it works like is that i get an email or a text from you that mm -hmm. says hey uh company x wants to do uh, a live or do a read it's x number of dollars right. they need it done by this date 
do you want to do it? Yeah. And then I, I always say yes. Because, <laughs> so far. Yeah. Cause that's how I roll. But you know, some people might pass on it for whatever, but, but that's how it works is. And yeah. then if I say no, you're like, all right, well, go down the list until I find yeah. somebody that. That's kind of how, so how it used to work was it would kind of be a pecking order. Right. And it, it would just kind of like roll down the hill until it hit somebody who went, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. It's a little different now because I have the breadth of talent that I have and because of the quality of brands that I'm working with, they typically have a budget to spend more than just one video at a time. A lot of times they'll hit me up. It happens a ton of ways, which is why you have so to So they'll be, say, we want to do a whole campaign. Our budget sure, is this. Sure. Sometimes it is. You'll come back to them with a proposal about who, yeah. would, how it would roll out to different channels. Yes. Or sometimes it is they just want one person to say, oh, because the email will start, hey, hello, Jared Dines. And, and I, they don't, right. I'm obviously not Jared, but I field his emails because my email's on his YouTube channel, uh, YouTube account. So they're emailing Jared, they're emailing me, but they're addressing it to somebody. So I know, okay, this was for so-and-so, but I see their budget or they want to do something for trade or something. And I know it's not going to fit for him. It's not going to be enough or it's just not, it's not something he would take on right now with how busy he is. So then I can tell them right away, Hey, that's not going to work for us. But but then I position the list of creators against that and say, here's 15, 16, whatever people that I work with that will accept your budget specifically. And I tailor the list to what they're asking for. So how do you get paid? Do you get paid a salary? Do you get a percentage or how does that work? So Jared actually pays me a salary um, plus commission because I'm, I'm at his space three days a week. Commission meaning? So the way that I, the way that I earn is um, off of, we earn together, right? So that's the best part about being an agent is I only eat when you eat. And I love that because it keeps me hungry and it keeps you wanting to earn. And you know that I, you know, I'm providing an inherent value for these creators because I say, Hey, look, here's your job for two grand. And I take a percentage off the top of that. Typically it's anywhere from 10 to 20%. So if I bring a job to you, you know, when you collect the money for that 20% of that, you need to cut and write a check right to me for my services rendered. And it's, it's, it really is a beautiful symbiosis because I don't ever feel like I'm taking money from somebody for not doing something. Right. And that is the worst feeling ever. And and I've had relationships like that with people where they wanted to put me on just a retainer or they want to do like that plus commission. And I'm just like, look, I don't, I like commission because that means our incentives are aligned, which is totally, I want you to like as aggressively sell, like I want you to sell as aggressively as possible for me because you know that your paycheck is going to grow then and mine will grow too, as opposed to if you're getting paid a flat fee, then why would you push yourself to do more? Totally. And and it's human nature. It's also just for transparency's sake. If I come to you with a job, you know that it's like, this is what I'm earning. Right. There's no way for me because a lot of the times you get the money. I don't get the money. A lot of that has to do with the fact that I haven't set up my corporate account. That's like another story. Eventually I'll do that because it'll be easier for tax purposes. But for now, for transparency's sake, the best thing that I like about the way I do business is you get the money. They send you the money and you can bet they're not going to send two separate things. They're not going to be like, all right, right, well, Tony needs, he said, send him 400 and then send Finn something else. We hear all these horror stories. Like, uh, what was the, what was the MCN that went under recently? And like, Defy Media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like Matt Pat made that video about how they owed him 400 grand or whatever it totally. was because they were getting the money mm-hmm. and then they would pay him his share mm-hmm. as opposed. To, and so he was like, well, fuck that. I'm never doing that again. All the yeah. money's going to go to me, whether he did that or not. I don't know. But my point is that, uh, that's why this arrangement for creators is really attractive because yeah. I don't ever have to worry that you're going to skip town and take my money. <laughs> you got to worry about me skipping town and right. taking your money. <laughs> and that's happened. You know, I've, I've had sure. that. Unfortunately, I've learned that lesson the hard way. And, and it hasn't really turned me off to it. You know, like you lose, I lost a couple thousand dollars on that deal. And mm-hmm. the person is now working to pay that off. But for a while there, I was just like, I'm never going to see that money. And I had to literally wash yeah. my hands of the situation and just move forward. So sometimes I, I have that feeling that, that creators have typically, yep. which is, I don't know this dude. 
right? And this is a big hit for me to take if this doesn't work out my way. So there are certain people like with you, I, I don't need to worry about that. I, I know you, I know where you live. And, <laughs> and we have a relationship where if I pay you, I know you're going to give me what's owed and vice versa. So, well, let's talk on that note. Let's talk a little bit about sales and relationships because fundamentally what you do is sales. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, it's an agent or manager or whatever word sure. you want to use, but it's fundamentally sales. And to me, I'd be curious to hear what you think. To me, the essence of sales is relationships and trust. 100%. And if there was somebody, the reason why I wanted to work with you is because we have a bunch of mutual friends. We live close to each other. So I'm inclined to trust you. If I got a blind email from somebody that I'd never heard of, that just says, I'm so-and-so, I live in, you know, Teaneck, New Jersey. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're lying, but I don't know you. I don't, like, we don't have any friends in common. I would be much less likely to trust that person. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about sales then, like, because I think a lot of people watching this are going to say, well, that sounds cool. I would love to have somebody like you, Mm -hmm. you know, representing me, or maybe they're saying, wow, that sounds like a cool job. I would like to do that. How do you approach sales, like, with somebody, like, let's say it's, cold call like yeah. a company that you want to work with that you've never heard of or a creator that you've never heard of yeah. or you don't know but you want to work with how would you approach that kind of a situation those, those conversations are very different right when it's a, a brand the first thing that i like to do i have to have a reason to assume that that brand will do business and for some of the brands like dollar shape club it's obvious right their, their ads are everywhere they're in joe rogan podcast and philly d and you know every brand they're sponsoring and those people are running ads daily so i know that they have pockets right to subsidize you know, if they're running ads on Rogan, they're spending a lot of money. Totally. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing is I always look for bigger channels, you know, like, like I always watch the channels with, you know, five, 10, 20 million plus subscribers. Cause I know, okay, that, that brand's willing to spend the money and they're willing to take the chance on this not working out because that's the name of the game. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but with, with the, with the approach towards brands, that's how I always say is, Hey, my name is Tony. I saw your ad on blank. So it pre-qualifies the conversation for me to say, I know you're spending money on ads. I know you're doing it on YouTube. I know I have a lot of people that you haven't worked with that have a really, really great following and can get your brand out there. So it's a little bit of a different approach where I'm, I'm pre-qualifying the conversation by saying, look, I know you do this. Right. I right, know right. you have money to spend. I know you want to spend it with great creators and I have that. And then we talk numbers and CPMs and all the boring stuff yep. about why our price is good for what whatever they need, right? Or why our audience is good. And I have all the numbers to back that up. I keep a Dropbox file of every creator's age, location, and gender of, of their audience so that I can directly say, hey, Here's everybody who fits that 1835 male, you know, demographic that you need for your product. Um, so with businesses, they want to see numbers. They want to see results. They want to be very analytical. Whereas with creators, they want relationships. They want trust. That's like number one. Because in business, if I, if I fuck over a business, they're just going to, nine times out of 10, they're either going to sue you, eat the loss and never do business with you again, or that's really it. That's, that's, those are their two options. <laughs> Most of the time, they'll probably, if it's the amount of money we're talking about, they're probably just going to walk away and they will. do business again. And a lot of businesses that I work with that I'm doing active contracts with right now have said, look, these are the deliverables we're asking for, but I know that there are a lot. And if somebody doesn't deliver on them, our lawyer costs $600 an hour. And I will get up to that number that we're advancing them really fast. So it right. does not make sense for me to go after them. Right. That being said, let's just try to work in good faith. Yeah. So when you really build relationships with companies, it becomes a lot of trust. But out on the outset, when you're initializing a relationship with a company, it's it's purely numbers. So how would you approach a, a creator that you wanted to work with that, you know, you're a fan of their work or you think they have a great audience, whatever reason you want to work with this person. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know them. Where do you start? Well, first and foremost, money talks. Right. So so one of the things that I like to tell them is here's here's what well, I, mean, I do. do you just like let's talk about how you actually reach out to them. I want to like just. Oh, yeah. It's all down. It's not special. I go to their YouTube. 
I make sure that they know I'm not a robot. I get uh -huh. the email, I email them. So you just go to, on the channel's about page, there's a yeah. thing that says for business inquiries, yes. click here, you just start there. Yeah, I'm not special. Like, uh, and it's different now because I, now I have relationships with other agencies. I had two different phone calls today that agencies will open up their roster to you when you become a player. And they see, okay, cool. You've placed how much this year? Like, yo, these, you have some talents that are big. Like we talked about pre-qualification. They see that I have a roster of people that they either respect, they like their content, or they just see big numbers. Yeah. And they go, okay, cool. You're legit. Here's my talent deck. Feel free to shop it. I'll split commissions with you. So it becomes easier over yeah. time where you don't have to do that anymore. But what I like about what you said about the business inquiry email is that it can be very intimidating when you're starting at zero totally. to feel like, oh my God, this person's never going to read this email. They're never going to read this DM. They'll never reply to me, but they might. And yeah, you know, yeah, maybe seven out of 10 of them won't reply to you, but three will. Yeah. And, and now you've got something to work with. Well, and even with, even with my roster, even with the, the, like I have a sheet of all the jobs I've done that I, some of them I'll show them that. And I usually don't just cause it's cheesy, but there's one guy I really, really, really wanted. And I was like, look, he, he said to me, cool. Tell me more. Show me proof. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, fine. Game on. Motherfucker. Say, but okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. But I was like, all right, cool. Like challenge accepted. Yeah. So I sent him, I sent him like my, my creator list. I sent him, I sent him every job I completed this year so far. And I have like, I keep a list of, you know, the name, what the jobs were, how much it is, the split. And I shared it with him. And I was like, look, I don't share this with anybody, but I really want to work with you. And here's full transparency. Here's the power I have this year. Like, you know, we've done X amount of yeah. dollars this year with you. I think I could definitely get you over X. Like, you know, in trying to help them understand what, what I can do for them and, and why why I'm a better fit for them than somebody else. Because I truly care about the people. I don't work with anyone that I don't, I don't want to work with. That's that's straight up. Like, yeah. people email me all the time now because they see either my website or they see my because email on somebody proof. else. Right. But they see my email on someone's, you know, thing like for business inquiries, contact right. this. And they come to my website. Oh, you're working with these people? Oh, cool, cool. And, and then they email me and say, hey, I'm some guy from TMZ emailed me last night. And he was like, hey, I'm, I work for TMZ but like, I'm really trying to get, you know, someone to help me manage my, like my business and da da da. And he only had like, only has like 15,000 followers on his Instagram. And I've gotten to the point where with my business where I'm not working with anybody now that's under like 700,000 subs, you know? And like, well, why do you work with me though? Because I want to. Right. And because I, I truly, well, there's like a lot of reasons, right? One is I want to, and I'm not this, my point is like, I'm not trying to blow myself no, up no, no. here. I just want to understand again, if you're one of these people who's like, well, shit, I'm not big enough how do I get somebody like Tony right. to work with me, even though I'm not one of the big dogs? Because it's easy once you're one of the big dogs, right? Everyone will take your phone. Of course, of course. But it, what, how do you get to be one of those people? I don't know. And that's, that's part of, part of what I've gotten good at is seeing, I can see a year in the future with, with a lot of these YouTube things because it's trends. It's, it's all algorithms, right? And sometimes the algorithm favors you and sometimes it doesn't, but I've gotten really good at saying this is going to blow up. And I've been right on the last like four people I've taken on at, at a, at a young age when their channel is sub 200,000 mm -hmm. subscribers, they've been, one of them is over 500 now. The other one's over a million and the other two have grown probably three or four times. And that's in a span of less than six months. You kind of just get good at being like, okay, this is right now. It's not much for me, yeah. but in six months I'm going to have this person's trust. We're going to have done a lot of business together and we're going to be able to grow together. So for someone like you, it just makes sense because I love the content. I, I know you're a good dude because we have mutual friends. But the biggest thing was, I want to work with you. I'm proud when people see your channel on my roster, not because of the, the bolstering numbers and being like, oh, well, he's the biggest creator in the world. Yeah. That's not the point. I'll put your content up against a lot of other people that have a lot higher numbers. So it's kind of like labels will sign a big band and a cred band. They know yes. the cred band is never going to 
you know, make them rich, but they want that band on the roster because of what it says about. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really way, <laughs> way to describe it. Yes, absolutely. So I'm the I'm the cred band that you lose money on. No, <laughs> well, that's the thing too is is once we started working, I realized quickly, okay, cool, this dude is not only somebody who provides credibility to to my roster because of the content he produces, but he's also working. He's willing to work, and that that's a big thing. Is I've had guys. I took on this one dude two weeks ago. First email he hit me right right away. Got me right back to me. Yeah, cool. Let's get some work done. Sweet. Two weeks later, I had $20,000 worth of ads for him. And he goes to me. So I had 20 grand sitting on the table. And I had to just call the brand back and say, I guess it's yeah, not going to happen. Yeah. Or, yeah. And that sucks. And because, you look like an asshole. Yes. Because brands are looking for fast yes, fast no. Right. And right. and if I if I can't provide them with, hey, cool. I, you know, I just talked to him. He's out. Sorry, man. I'm like, I keep these guys hanging, waiting, waiting, right. waiting, waiting. And right. In the meantime, they could be closing deals with other people and freeing up the budget. You can make an excuse or tell them why, but at the end of the day, they don't give a shit. Well, and that's why the roster changes so fast. Because over over my two years of doing this now, I've probably represented more than 70 people. And right now, the roster is probably closer to 35, 40. I don't know the exact number because, like I said, it changes. Yeah. But that's why it changes. Because if I take somebody on and they say, yeah, let's get to work, and then immediately they start ghosting me or they, they aren't. I'm not saying they have to take everything. Yeah, Some of the biggest guys I work with, turn down as much as they accept. Some of that is by sheer volume. Yeah. They just can't accept all the jobs or they don't want to. But the point is if if you're just straight up ghosting me or won't take anything, just I don't be have decisive. any, I don't have don't any incentive to work with you. Yeah. Like what good is it to have you on the list if all I can do is say you're on it? It right. doesn't matter. Because right. some because sometimes someday someone's gonna come up and ask, right. they're gonna pull your card. You're like, well yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then I'm like, well, they don't really tour anymore. Do you know, it, like yeah, it, right. it's one of those situations where I'm and they're like, having, oh, so you're full of shit. Your credibility is instant. Yes, long. yes. And so I'm yeah. having to 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 explain to them why right. this person's on the list that they want, right. but why they can't get it. Right, it doesn't do me any good. Right, or the creator. Yeah. Then they're just like, who is this guy? Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station. It was a lifestyle. Cleveland is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Down! The Wrath of the Buzzard. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, 
You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. So let's talk about um, some of the specifics as far as how these things work. So for a creator, I know there's a few different ways that creators get paid. What do those deals look like? So, if, you know, I'll, I'll just make a generic company. If it's, you know, Acme Widgets Company, if I say this video is sponsored by Acme Widgets Company, use promo code Finn McKenty yeah. at acmewidgets.com. How does that deal work? How do I get paid? Cool. Well, so the first thing is the negotiation or the outreach. So somebody has to come to somebody with an idea. And a lot of the times it's me coming to them with an idea, but a, a lot of times it's them coming to me. And as you know, because you forward me a lot of those emails. So somebody will come to me or you or whoever and say, hey, I want to promote Acme Widgets. I love Finn's channel. I think his audience would resonate with what I'm trying to sell. And I say, great, cool. Here's what we're offering for this much time, this much time, this much time. You know, we operate on a slight sliding scale so that they have options. Mm -hmm. They want to do a whole video, sick. If they want to just do part of a video, rad. If they want to do a 10 second bumper intro, cool. So you just give them a menu rather than say, well, what do you want? And they'll go, I don't know. What do you you got? It depends. Sometimes I let them drive the conversation, but that's really nuanced sales tactics that aren't sexy for the purpose of the video. But I I like giving people a menu. Even if they don't want anything, they go, well, I don't want any of those things, but I do want this. Sure. Now we've moved the ball forward. Exactly. And the conversation is always open just because... And that's, that's sometimes why I let them drive the conversation because I, I want to leave it open-ended and be like, we can work outside this price. This is yeah. this is just where we're starting. We can also work outside these timelines. So it's not stringent for them. They don't have to do what they what, what this looked like. But well, so the deals, do, is it like I get a flat fee? Do I get something based on views or based on clicks right, of the link? Or right. What, so what's the most common ways that that works? So all of those things are possible. We have one thing called what's called CPI, cost per impression. We have uh, or, or cost per install. Yeah. And we have CPM, which is cost per melee, but it's cost per thousand views basically so every thousand views they pay you ten dollars so let's say they're at home watch the video okay one thousand there's ten dollars okay two thousand views ten more dollars and is ten dollars a number you just pulled out of your ass or yes ten dollars is it's a low low to middle tier cpm a lot of guys won't buy it on a ten dollar cpm unless they know they're going to get a million views you know because then it's oh cool quick 10 grand that's easy um and then some brands will just pay a flat fee some brands will try to get you in on commission deals like for every one of these I sell, I'll kick you back 5% on the on the sale. And, and a lot of creators are uninterested heavily in a lot of those. The, the most common thing that I do, really the only thing I do for two reasons. One, it's better for the creator. And two, it's, it's less for me to keep track of. If I'm trying to keep track of cost per install, it's like I have to like, okay, cool. Can you export your sheets? I need to make sure every month that right. the installs came through, yada, yada, and, and reference that with my bank. I don't want to do that. So it's flat fees or CPMs over a certain amount of time. So they'll say, we'll give you three weeks. At the end of the three weeks, we're going to come back and we're going to count up the views and we'll pay you out based on that number. Um, Or here's flat five grand. So we just had one of those where I think it was like, 
however many views I got in three weeks, and you just sent me a screenshot of where the views were at. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm going to invoice them right now for this much. Yes. And I was like, sweet. So let's talk about that part of it, collecting the money. So the money, at least with, with us, the money goes to me directly, and then I pay you. Mm -hmm. But if there's collection, if the money needs to be collected, I have you do it. Right. So like, for example, if it's like, hey, I thought they were going to pay me on uh, the second, it's the fifth, what's going on? You're, you chase that down. Right, because I'm typically the one that negotiates those contracts in the first place, and it's part of why you pay me. I, I deal with your books, I invoice for you, I handle all that that nonsense dealing with brands that that sucks which is great because i hate doing that stuff i've done it a lot in previous jobs i hate it i, I hate it too. <laughs> that's not why i do youtube i don't do youtube because i want to fucking invoice people. yeah i hate it too but it's part of the job yeah. right it's 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 part of what i take on instead of trying to build a youtube career from right. scratch you know so i can be in the space and not and i have and to i'm probably somewhat work. unique in that i can do that stuff myself and i have done yeah. it a lot most creators don't really know how purchase orders work right shit like that yeah, it can be scary to invoice a company. They said, send me an invoice. What? Yeah. Voicemail? How? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they Google ask, ask you, right. how to do an invoice. So it's very simple. I, I know ahead of time how much how much we're going to charge them. I know I know ahead. Or I don't. And then I just do the math. But the point is, I send them an invoice. I, tell, I collect the banking information from you or wherever we want it to go. Um, and then they send it. It's really not It's really not rocket science. If you, you know, anybody can look up. I use, I use Google, um, Google Sheets. They have an invoice so template. I used to make invoices too? Yeah, it's great. You don't need like a special software to make invoices. All of my invoices are done through through Google Sheets and I put my logo on there. So it looks like Companies don't give a shit what your invoice looks Fuck like. Fuck no. You know? No way. So let's talk about a common scenario in all lines of business, but I think especially with creative stuff. When they say they're going to pay you and they don't, like how do you go about collecting? How do you, how do you chase the money down? That can be really tough. I don't mean the creator. I mean the brand. Yeah, no, no, I totally... I, it's tough. It, luckily, from a brand side, that hasn't happened. Mainly because I work with brands that I know have credibility. Because yeah. like I said, it, it's pre-qualified by me having seen them do something. If it's a new brand, sometimes we'll ask them to pay up front or pay half up front. Mm -hmm. And then when we send them the finished product before it's uploaded, I'll say, hey, here's a video. Cool. We need that second half of payment before it goes live. And they say, oh, well, you know, go ahead and push it live. No, I'm sorry. Right. The deal is you send us the rest, then it goes live. So you got to be the bad guy. Of course. And that's, that is why, that's the one of the key reasons why people pay me to do it mm -hmm. is because it's really hard for the creator to get bad guy. Yeah. One, because they don't want to, they don't have the mental space for it, but also because maybe they don't know how yeah. a lot of them are just like, well, oh, it's just money, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, fuck that. It's your money and you worked for it. Yeah. I'm going to get it short of going to their business and knocking on their door with some businesses I can, cause they're local. Most of them are not. Most of the people are, are in other countries. I don't have the ability to do that, but sometimes it's as easy as going over their head. If, if that direct rep won't pay you, like I, I had one company that wanted, didn't get the views they wanted on the video that they paid a flat fee for. And they were like, well, the performance was really bad. That's not how this works. That's what I said. I said, unfortunately, I'm not your marketing team. It's right. not my <laughs> job to tell you how to spend your money or how it will perform. Yeah. It's my job to tell you what we have available to you. And it's your job to see whether or not there's value in it for right. your company. That's why you're in marketing. I'm not. Right. I'm in advertising and talent. This is what we agreed on. So pay me. Right. So, so that one, unfortunately, at the risk of sounding like an asshole, simple threats of litigation mm -hmm. can handle a lot of problems like that. Just saying, hey, look. I forward this to my lawyer. He'll be contacting you tomorrow. If, if you'd like, I can put the halt on that. Yep. But, you know, as it stands right now, step. we're pursuing litigation against you because you owe us money that you promised us. And everything's in writing. It's pretty simple once you copy and paste what they said back to them and say, here's where we agreed to it. And a lot of times they'll try to throw someone under the bus. So that guy doesn't work here anymore. Sorry, he worked for you when we agreed to it. So he's an extension of your company. 
most companies understand that there is a risk involved with this. Some companies, the hardest time that I have is when it's a company's first time doing it. And they, they're like, okay, well, we're really trusting you. And I always try to pre-qualify and say, look, I'm not, I'm not your marketing guy. I can't tell you that this is going to work. That's not my job. My job is to secure branding opportunities for creators. If it doesn't work out for you, then, then I'm sorry, but we don't, then don't do business with us again or do business with a different channel. But I don't make any promises for performance, which is sometimes why I like a CPM deal because they're paying on the views. If the video got a thousand views, they go, oh, performance sucked. Here's 10 bucks. Right. Or 25 but bucks. They're not, yeah. But they don't lose any. Right. You lose 25 bucks. Okay, cool. There's always a chance to do business with them in the future. Exactly. So CPM deals are kind of fun because of that. They don't put either. I actually kind of like that, like as a creator, because I feel less pressure that way. Totally. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't have to put this, like, I don't necessarily have to like put this on my biggest, best video ever because the downside for them is nothing. Right. And I, I like that because it also pushes the creator, incentivizes the creator to put it on a video that will perform. Right. Right. Because they're earning more. That too, and we talked yeah. about that with, either way. Yeah. with the current deal. Yeah. You were saying, should I put it on death metal or a video game? And I was like, well, video games, obviously. And the death metal one outperformed. And that happens, right? That's sometimes yeah. that's what it is. But like I said, I'm not a marketing. Right. I, I can't I, tell I, the future. Yeah. Even well, when we try to do the best intentions, we get it wrong. Right. So I'm for sure not going to be able to tell a company what's in their best right. interest. I don't know. Okay, well, let's talk about what uh, is maybe the most controversial part of all of this, which is why creators do this. Because, you know, we've all heard people complain about, oh, I just wanted to watch the video. I don't want to sit through another fucking ad for X. Uh, and you're the guy to blame for that. Yeah. And, hey, I'm, and I'm the one sorry. to blame for, for putting them in my videos. So let's talk about why that happens. I'll tell you from, from my side of it, the reason why is because I don't want to depend on Google and YouTube's ad system for my income yeah. because they can and do change the rules for that all the time. And yeah. I'm completely at their mercy. For example, copyright claims or videos get demonetized because nobody knows why. <laughs> you know, you see videos about Legos getting demonetized or whatever, right? All these kind of reasons that are completely outside our control that could take away my ability to make money off this thing that I put a lot of time into. So I love to de-risk that by yeah. having a deal for you know whatever x amount of dollars so right. that even if i get demonetized i'm like okay well that sucks but at least i got some money from this totally well and that's the beauty of this and that's why i got into this was mainly to help people continue to create I, I saw a void in the market and i was like there's not a lot of people doing this i could do this and make some good money and i am but the most important reason why i do this is because it helps people create helps people like you be able to continue to talk about the thing you like to talk about which is music yeah. And the moment you show a clip, the video's the video's right. worthless. To right. You. So how can I continue to help people? And, and I'm helping myself because I like the content. Sure. So I want to keep watching it, and I need to make sure that you're paid. So that's why I work with creators I like mostly because I'm like, how do I keep this person creating? I got to help them earn. And it's such a stupid, it's such a ass backwards way of thinking that because you're doing something that they're consuming for free, you shouldn't be paid for it. What the fuck is that? That's criminal. Yeah. Like that's that is the most immature childish thing that I ever hear anyone say is like, Oh, look, I'll sell out, like taking all the ad money, blah, blah, blah. Like, first of all, you don't know the first thing about how hard it is to be a music creator or re really any creator. Cause like you said, Legos, Nintendo was, yeah. was demonetizing everyone right. who used anything Nintendo. That's so many games. Are you kidding? Like, sure. There are people get, I mean, we've all heard these stories about people getting their entire channel demonetized and it totally happens. Well, that's the thing with when, when, with Jared, that's what, that's what I really like is that he knows if a video has, is, has ad dollars on so it. We're he, talking about Jared Dines, Jared Dines, who does guitar stuff, basically. Right. When he does a video that has money coming in on it, he does whatever he wants. He's truly free to create because he has income. Does claim it? Cool. Yeah, he doesn't care. Okay. That's exactly, that's exactly the mentality is, 
there's money on this video anyway. I don't right. give a shit. The AdSense is pennies compared to what the right. brand's paying me to do the right. read. I mean, in a perfect world, I would turn off ads on my videos altogether. Yeah. And if I could make the same amount of money through brand deals and Patreon, I would love to turn off ads. Well, the beauty of this too is you get to choose who you work with. The ads that you guys see pre-roll on YouTube, Finn doesn't get to choose those. I, have no, I don't even know what they are. The brands don't even get to yeah. choose them. They just say, this is what our demo is. YouTube goes, okay, that matches punk rock NBA. Cool. We'll throw your video for fuck punk music on. well like we always see ads on my channel for wharton's mba program because <laughs> yes. they, they bought the term mba yes you know yeah well and that's that's the other thing is it's actually i kind of like because that's a, well that's that, cool yeah but it's not that's hardly it's targeting not, it's not what they wanted <laughs> right totally and, and this way the brand gets what they want the yeah. creator gets what they want if you're unhappy with it here's a here's an industry secret for you most ads are 30 to 30 seconds to a minute so skip ahead three times and you're done how hard is that for you the brand doesn't know the difference phone, just tap that forward arrow twice absolutely it's so ridiculous to complain about this stuff if you truly give a shit about any of the creators you're watching you should embrace the fact that they have ads on their channel no you're not paying to watch youtube and if you're watching youtube red then you're probably not getting very many ads anyway truly i care about what i'm watching on youtube unless it's just drivel and even if it is i'm like all right well i don't care enough i'll, I'll move along but if i'm watching a channel for somebody i like i sit through the app like legitimately because i want to see what the product is and if i'm into it i might even click the link just to show that there's act there's action on the link and if i really like it and i really like the channel i'll buy it like, or if it's a video game like a mobile game that's free to download download that fucker and then delete it like right truly truly probably. exactly truly all you or or they're getting paid a flat and all they right. want all the, the company wants to see, see is a turnover yeah. so it's the same as like buying band merch or a yes, cd or something yeah. like that like uh i went to go see this band sanction a while ago it's like kind of yeah like hardcore band yeah and uh, i bought one of the long sleeves which i don't really wear that often because i don't really like it that much but i bought it because totally. they're the lowest band on the bill yeah and i know that they're getting paid less than anybody and they need merch money more than anybody else on that bill so i bought the shirt and to me like watching ads is the same thing like you know especially when it's like individual creators yeah. it's one thing if it's like ign or something like that right but like when we're talking about individuals we're literally making this stuff in our bedroom to me, it's exactly the same as a band. And I think it's interesting that people are so gung-ho about supporting bands. Yeah. And I, I don't really hear the same attitude when it comes to, like, creators of other kinds. Right. Well, the truth of the matter is, as far as earning goes, most of the people that you watch on YouTube are probably not making their living from YouTube. Right. Finn is doing this as a hobby. Right. I think the, the, the ad sense that you probably make on it is probably just funny money. It might pay for a it's couple a of your bills. Amount, but yeah. Okay. Well, it, maybe it covers your car payment and a couple of, like your electric yeah. bill and some other things. I don't think it's paying your rent. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. But and it that's is, not to disparage. But just, but just barely. Right. But that's not to disparage what you're doing. Yeah. My point is, yeah, yeah. You have to work so fucking. But that's hard. only very recently. Like, right. I worked on this for over a year. Right. Before, and that's that's the other I thing. Before I got to the point where it's like, oh, now it actually is kind of paying my rent. Right. That's the other thing I tell people is like hundreds, probably thousands of hours right. before that. I never minimize, that's a big thing with me with my business models, I never minimize how much the creators had to do for me to be able right. to make that platform sellable. So yeah, now I get $1,000 for reading something for 45 seconds, yeah. but I got paid $0 for a year and four months or whatever. I have people that are that are at the 100,000 mark still that are doing them for four or $500 because their view rate's not as high as yours. Right. That's really what, that, what counts is what they assume will be seen as far as in terms of number of views on the video. But man, I don't know. It's, it, it bothers me. That's what tr truly one thing that bothers me. Not only because it's my business, there's no shortage of channels for me to work with. P and creators right. will always want money more than they want the approval of one asshole in the comments. And by section. the way, let me, let me tell you anybody out there who is 
who who is is saying that if they were in the creator's shoes, they would say no to these deals. You're wrong. You would say yes to them. And you're welcome to. Yeah. Look, if you want, great. But I'm just saying, like, if somebody came to you and said, hey, dude, uh, I'll give you 600 bucks to just say X into your phone. You're like, sweet. Yeah. Of course you're going to do it. It's, you know, I guess if this is my final thought, great. But if not, whatever. The people who I always see complain the most about advertisements are the people who are broke, people who are jealous, people who envy other creators that get ads. And a lot of times it's a lot of times if you look in the comment section, you see somebody, oh, a fucking ad. That's not punk right. rock, blah, blah, blah. You click on their channel. I guarantee you it's some fucking loser who's mad about the fact that he can't get those advertisements because his channel's not popping. That's what it is. It's jealousy. If you're truly, truly about creating a culture where people succeed then there's no room for envy. There's no room for jealousy. You can get there too. That's the beauty of this whole system is if you have good ideas, if you have good content, if you can speak well and you've, you've worked hard to cultivate addiction and like a, a command presence that people want to watch, you will get these opportunities. And if you're at that point where Finn's at, email me. Let's work. You can get these opportunities. It's not, they're not exclusive to just you. Brands will spend money where there is an audience that will see it and will receive it properly. Like you're wasting your time if you're that one guy in the comments complaining about a Nike hat or you know, <laughs> somebody taking a couple hundred extra bucks a month so that they can go on a vacation with their fucking wife or their kids or their family or whatever. It's not like it's a lot of money. Like, right. like I, I think the most we've done in a month is like three thousand dollars in ads. Right. That's good. That's awesome. That's maybe a little bit of an overshare, but there you have it. And that was our best month so far. And that's not like life-changing money by any means it could get you out of maybe a hole yeah get it could put you ahead on some bills but it's not you know, we're not ending world hunger with the amount of money that you're accepting on these ads it's it's just a way for for you to subsidize content so you can continue doing what you love and the people that claim to love you can continue to watch it and if they don't you know where the unsub button is well last thing i would like to ask for you uh, is maybe some advice for everybody watching at home so if somebody is a creator of any kind we'll, we'll say youtube but i think probably what i'm going to ask would apply to anybody who's you know, podcast, Instagram, whatever. It does, yeah. If they want to monetize their content through brand deals uh, in the future, either now or in the future when they get bigger, like what is the one piece of advice you would give to a creator that wants to get brand deals at some point? I learned two really important things in this business is that for every hundred emails you send out, one of them might get back to you. And even then you might have a 10% conversion. So if you send a thousand emails, you might get, you know, 10 of them. What I don't know. I forgot my number already. <laughs> but Whatever. if you, if you, you send, send a, a thousand lot emails, of, you're going to get a handful of deals. Right. You might get, you, if you send a thousand emails, you might get a hundred of them to hit you back and 10 of those might buy. It truly is a, a number of, or a game of averages. It's, it's all about beating feet. It's the old school way of doing shit. Yep. Get on the fucking phone, get on your email, contact as many people as you can and give them a reason to buy something from you. Don't just go to them and say, Hey, look, I want you to buy something because I have a channel. Everybody has a channel. Why is your channel? Why is your channel better than somebody else's? Why is it relevant? For your channel specifically, I liked it because it's music relative, but it's, it also comes from a perspective of education is cool. Business is cool. Being your own boss is really, really cool. And, and brands resonate with that because th- those are the people that that typically buy stuff. It's people who have the money to buy it. The people who focus their lives improve on... Improve themselves. Yeah, yeah. Pro- products to improve yourself. Driven. Yeah. And so so that was number one was there's there's not a secret. There's not a secret formula. It's, it's all about spending as much time as you can convincing people why you have a product worth putting in the work worth putting their ad on. Yeah. Put the work in, do your time, take your at bats. And the second thing is cooperation is insane. When you're in a service-based industry, it's all about cooperation over competition. When I was in, when I was in 
a, a hard goods based industry or, or, a, or a product based industry where I had a thing I was selling. It's all about competition. I'm better than you. This is why my product's better than yours. And I think my agency's better than a lot of other ones, but I don't tell anybody else that. I want to work with your agency because you have 40 creators that I don't get access to, but I have people that will come to me and spend as much money as I can get. If if I can get them in front of 80 creators they want, they'll buy every single one and I can do a million dollar deal. It doesn't happen that often, but sometimes it will. So that's why it's cooperative and sending with brands. They want access to other creators that they don't know. So be cooperative with other people. If you see some, if you see one of your friends got an ad, Hey man, can I get your contact at blank or Hey, can I get your agent's number? Or how did you land that deal and talk with people, you know, and, and just be a good dude. But if, if they're like, no, you're the asshole that was in my comments. Tell me that I was selling out. Go fuck yourself. Right. But yeah, I think people do remember that stuff. I'll, I'll never forget shit like that. I, I don't ever forget people who, who were too good for me at one point, you know? And like, man, there's a no bigger turnoff than that. Is there no, I, I, somebody that big timed you at one point or like, I will do everything I can and never do business with that person. If I yeah, can. mainly but, because of the way it reflects on me. But but I guess yeah, those are the those are the key takeaways. Is this is not outside of your grasp. Anyone can do this, and it's not just YouTube. Like you were saying, podcasts. If you have a, a podcast that's getting views, please email me because I want to work with you. I have a ton of people who want to do podcasts for me that I can't place. If you have a, a really large Instagram following, or you have a, a huge Facebook page that's popping off, let's work. If you have a platform that's able to be monetized. We can help you find people to pay to get their product in front of it. Because I'll tell you what, it and, beats, if, and if he's not a fit, find every other agent you can and go down the list and sure. pitch every single one of them. Absolutely, somebody I'm, will eventually say yes. I'm not the only one out there. Yeah, and, and there are agents that are newer than me that are probably hungrier than me to work with people who don't have quite a huge following. And if you want to start an agency and you want to work with people that I won't, hit me up. I'll team up with you. I'll send you all the people that I won't work with. Yeah, here's a guy that's got 15,000 Instagram followers. Work it, kid. Because it truly is all about cooperation in this industry. Because someday you're going to get PewDiePie's number mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to sell deals on his channel through you. It really is all about cooperation and making sure that everybody has a level of mutual trust and a mutual appreciation. Cool. Well, thank you very much for kind of unpacking all of this for everybody. I guess what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they do want to pitch you on something? My email is Tony at Pretty Good Agents. My website is prettygoodagents.com and I'm on social media at Skettybag. Cool. I feel like that's... <laughs> Like I have this professional like package, like, and then like, uh, <laughs> and then just skinny back. Yeah, yeah. I thought about it, but I probably won't. Cool. Well, there you go. Now you know almost everything there is to know about brand deals. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us. Tag. Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that, and you can just sit at home thinking about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.